Hi, and welcome to Five Compelling Questions with Sean. This is the podcast where we speak with writers about writing um, and craft and inspiration and other things that come to mind. And I'm so thrilled to have my guest today. And she, I have um, been really in love with younger readers and like trying to bring books out for younger readers. And this is one of our younger reader authors. And I'm just I'm so thrilled that she's here. It's Sandra Rathbone. How you doing, Sandra? doing great thank you <laughs> i'm so thrilled that you're here so i'm just going to do a brief uh, bio for you sandra's taste in literature and music can best be described as eclectic well that is for sure she writes middle grade fiction and comics and enjoys reading rock musician biographies so do i she plays the violin so do i and viola and is an avid fan of rock music so am i <laughs> <laughs> sandra lives in north carolina i don't live there with her husband and their torty cat, Charlie. When she's not writing, you can find Sandra playing her violin and viola, and viola as a freelance musician. So how cool is that? So um, we're here to talk about your book. Your This is your, let me just get this right. Is this your debut novel? Yes, it is. Okay. What's your debut novel? Tell us about it. What's the title and tell us all about it. Okay. Well, my debut novel is Skelly Boy, a Skelly Boy book. This is number one out of a three book series. And it's basically about a young skeleton who ends up moving to the human world. He comes from a place called Spooky World. His father works between Spooky World and the human world. And so finally, it um, he has to move with his dad and, and, and family to the human world and he tries to fit in he's got a sister named poppy and and of course his name is skelly and he ends up making friends with the humans and he's but he also learns about kind of the kind of a contemptuous treacherous past that his kind has had with um the human world so Absolutely. it's a fun fun book it's really it's cute <laughs> it's fun there's but there's there's a uh, weightiness to it because it you know, talks about issues and different things I loved it very much so thanks for writing it oh no well thank you thank you for believing in me and and gosh and most of all thank you for believing in me and thank you for that lovely cover oh my gosh you wouldn't believe how many compliments I've gotten on that cover so oh it just is like oh this is so perfect <laughs> oh that's so nice it is a fun one it's really really fun it's a it's a cool at first I wasn't sure um that you would like it and I'm so glad that you did because it is it's a uh, it's fun it's 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 spooky it which is. makes sense <laughs> yeah well my father um he says that um he's a metalhead he loves heavy metal music he's like wow your book cover looks like the cover of a metal album <laughs> I was like well dad that's probably a good intention so yeah <laughs> I think it does too it does it does look like yeah. an album cover so we'll, we'll we're gonna throw that up on Instagram for anyone to to see for your episode so everybody can see the cover and oh, yeah. And check it out. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun one. So Sandra, first official question. How did your writing career get started? We've, you're a teacher and you're a musician. So what's going on with the writing? How did it get going? Um, well, I've been writing since I was a little girl. And um, I actually was a writer before, before I came, became a violinist. And, but I ended up be, being the violinist because it paid my bills. <laughs> so, but I kept writing. And then one, um, I was um, one of the schools that I worked, my current lovely uh, liter literary agent, uh, Cindy, Cindy Bullard, she, um, I got together with her. She found out I was a writer just as herself. And she said, hey, why don't you join my writing group? We got this group, we meet once a week. And I was like, oh, I don't know, Cindy, I'm not really working on anything. And she said, just bring something, you know? So I did. And I enjoyed that group so much. And you know, that group also had Lynn Chandler Willis in it too. 
Um, and I got to meet her and some really awesome writers. And I was like, oh, I'm not even in the same league as these people. What am I doing here? But Cindy really believed in me. Lynn did too. And and then um, basically what, you know, I started Skelly Boy during this writing group. And um, it, it's kind of funny how that started because it was either one of this, when I submitted the first chapter of Skelly Boy, um, they, the group either really were just, oh, this is so cool. There was one person, I don't get this. I don't know what is going on with this. I don't know why you're writing this. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. I guess it's just not for everyone. She ended up being the biggest fan of it when we got further into the story. And so that kept me going. And then later um, I got a call. I got a call from Cindy. She said, I want you, I want to represent you. Give me Skelly Boy. And I was like, well, it's not finished. She said, well, finish it and give it to me. So I said, okay. So I'm, I'm scrambling to come up with an ending for it. And, um, but I did. And thank you. Thanks to her nagging, you know, here I am. So anyway. So yeah. She's a, yeah, she's a kind, she's a kind nagger. I got to say that. She is. Yes. Yes. I was just I was just describing her to someone the other day and I said she's like a she's a sweet southern lady with a steel of spine of steel like she's yes, very she you know she's sweet but she's very much you know she lets you know that she wants you to do something and she's not she doesn't sugarcoat anything she's just very much like but it's all delivered in a very sweet way if that it makes is. any sense oh, yes yeah. full disclosure she's my agent too for the show for those <laughs> <listeners>. <laughs> she's wonderful yes <laughs> we love you Cindy <laughs> Cindy Bullard Birch Literary she's amazing Mm -hmm. shout out to shout out to miss cindy um great well that's i'm so glad that you did finally write or write mm -hmm. revisit your passion and now you have a great book and it's i mean it's selling people love this book so it's really exciting that you're out there and doing the thing you want to do we are proud okay next question what is the most difficult part of the creative writing process for you and what is the easiest okay so the most difficult for me i'm on well i already just mentioned earlier is the ending because I always have all these different options. I'm like, well, we could go this way and it'd be this. And we could go. And then, you know, of course, Cindy was like, well, do something because I need to get this book out. <laughs> so to me, it's the ending is the, is the hardest. Some people, I'm always jealous of people like, oh, no, I already know how it's going to end. Like they start off with the ending and I'm like, oh, that's so nice. I wish I had that problem. But so that to me, the ending and, and, and trying to get the plot to work out to where you you want it to work out but there are times your characters have other plans does that make sense i know that sounds crazy um but that to me is the hardest part is the ending you know wrapping it up and you know and, and yeah so because i could go on and on and on and most writers do you know um but i think to me the most difficult is the ending i think the easiest is coming up with the characters um I love coming up with quirky characters, you know, Skelly, he's a, he's a sweetheart, you know, and it's like, for me, it was like, what would it be like if a skeleton family moved in next door to your house? What would that be like, you know? And would that be cool? Would that be scary? Would you, you know, would you be nice to them? Would they be nice? You know, so to me, the easiest part is coming up with the characters and go, let's come up with some cool characters and then we'll think of a plot that, that could involve all of them. So that's the easiest process for me. Yeah, you sound like you're um, an organic writer, not not a plotter. You're more like a pantser kind of, and you know you you can see as far as where the flashlight shines in the in the dark. And those people yeah. with it that always know the ending, they're they're a little annoying sometimes too. I'm like, oh come on, you don't know. <laughs> it, it's going to change. People are going to do stuff in the book, and then but the thing you said about your characters telling you where to go, I, I completely understand because you know I a lot of authors I've interviewed and myself 
you walk into a story like, okay, this is exactly probably what's going to happen. And it's going to change because the characters tell you it's time to do this next thing. I'm going to, I decided to do this. And it's, it's just so fascinating to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how you think, you know, and then it's, it's completely different. (laughs) Very cool. Okay. (laughs) Next question. If you could cast your characters, which actors do you envision playing the different roles? Well, when I created Governor Diablo, I thought of John Hamm. He's gorgeous. I mean, he, but he's, there's something menacing about him, right? There's a dark yeah. side to him, you know, cause, cause I've seen him in Mad Mad, Mad Men as Don Draper and then some other things I've seen him in, and, and I think he really embodies how Governor Diablo is. Governor Diablo is terrifying. He just is, but there's a part of him. He's very charismatic too. So I was like, yeah, John should definitely play him. And then you're going to laugh. At the time I wrote Skelly Boy, the person I thought would be best for Skelly, he's all grown now, was uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No, he just has this quality about him, you know, because I loved him from, um, you know, Third Rock from the Sun. And and he's so cute as Tommy. And and he just, but he's, he's brilliant. He's brilliant, but he's also empathic you know he he really is in tune he reads people you know I think his characters he, he always does sympathetic characters very well and I, I think uh, Skelly Boy would definitely would would somebody like Joseph would greatly embody Skelly's spirit um Archimedes the grand demon oh Timothy Dalton he was the James the to me he's one of the darkest James Bond he's about as dark as Daniel Craig you know, and Timothy is brutal, you know, to me, he's, he is intense. He is intimidating. And I could see him voicing or, or just being the character of Archimedes because Archimedes is terrifying. And he, to me, he's almost like your your worst nightmare. It's just something you don't want to deal with, you know, Um, for the girls, actually Philomena, the witch, I was thinking someone like Julia Roberts, you know, someone like that. She's, she's you know she is compassionate she loves the children she loves and she's and she's a good character in spooky world she's she's really Harold's voice of reason you know and and I feel like Julia Roberts is such a rock of an actress I think not only as an actress but as a person um that she embodies the spirit of Philomena you know and Philomena um is definitely a character I enjoy creating and and um she'll definitely play a more prominent role in the second book that's coming up because I, oh, I cool. love her so much yeah so, yeah absolutely yeah you know so um I'm trying to think um Harold is either someone like Bradley Cooper or um or Jeff Goldblum you know it, it could go either way he's mm-hmm. a nerdy kind of a guy but he loves his kids he loves his family and he loves spooky world and he he has a very positive outlook about life, which is a lot like my father. You know, he's just like, well, why can't we be hum- friends with humans again? You know what, what, what's wrong with that? You know, we can do it, you know, and everybody else is like, are you insane? Do you, you know, he's, he's just very optimistic. So those two actors I thought would do well for Harold and um, DCI Beckley, the big pumpkin. <laughs> um I definitely thought of John Nettles from Midsummer Murders do you you ever watch have you ever seen that show oh Oh my gosh every every Sunday when I make Sunday dinner I put on that show I just watch I just watch it because it's on it's like there's like 400 seasons (laughs) it doesn't matter I know I've watched every one and I love it I love it but I I, 
but John to me, um, his his portrayal of um, DCI, you know, Barnaby is very uh, compassionate. I mean, he gets angry and you know, he's flawed. He has his flaws and what have you. But to me, he is a he's a compassionate DCI. And that's how I see Beckley. Beckley's very protective of not only his son and 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 the kids, but he's also a um, he's a trustworthy confidant and a voice of reason also for Diablo, you know, and um, he's he 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 is intelligent and but he's also he reads people very well and and that's what i love about him um i had something i think i have one more down uh let's see here um oh grandma bones um oh god rest her soul she's not alive anymore but um oh gosh um not gene simmons um she she just passed away recently but she was in uh she's been in a lot of she was in the last picture show um cloris leachman that's who I saw as uh, as Grandma Bones. You know, she's just a sassy woman. She's like, you know, <laughs> you know, when when Scaly's like, Grandma, you need to go to bed. She's like, uh, excuse me, you don't tell me when to go to bed. <laughs> you know, it's just it's. It, but I patterned her after Cloris Leachman, but also my Thai grandmother, Sita Dalman Lung. Oh my gosh, I wish you could have met Sita. She's a pistol. <laughs> And she's like four foot nine and it was so funny to see her give my mom flack you know my mom's a tall she's pretty tall for a Thai woman she's five seven and this little short woman oh my gosh but I loved her and such a sweet lady you know but but she you know she had this booming voice and grandma bones I definitely had Sita in mind when I wrote her so so that, oh. that, that gives you kind of an idea of of you know, of some of the characters and, and, and the actors and people that have been influenced you know the characters I've, I've come up with so. that's great i would watch i would watch that movie i would watch I know, all of those people you know i was thinking that too i was like god what a great cast that would be you know can you imagine timothy dalton as archimedes god you know i i was scared of him as james bond in the living daylights you know so i was just like oh my gosh yeah timothy i loved him he's in one of my favorite movies hot fuzz i love oh him. yes i watched that the other day because even though he's like, it's a comedy, he's still like the menacing bad guy, but he's, well, but he's yeah, doing totally. it like in a super funny way, but he's still pretty scary. But he's just <laughs> so good in that movie because they could show that he had range to do comedy and he has oh, range. Yeah. And uh, just a personal note about Cloris Leachman, I have a connection to her because oh. um, my grandmother and her were at the in the Miss America pageant at the same time. So Cloris Leachman was Miss Chicago and my grandmother was Miss uh, Louisville because that's when they used to do okay. cities and states. So yeah, um, they knew each other. So, oh, and I, gosh. my grandmother passed away, unfortunately, like t 20 years ago, but I, Cloris Leachman did not. So I, I, whenever I would see her, I'm like, oh, that's my, you know, that's what my grandmother would look like or whatever, you know, just, Aww. she was like, she was like a little connection to me to remember my, my grandmother. So that was, yeah. I loved, I love, 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 love her. I know, um, right? Love her. Yes. I mean, you know, all the movies, everything, she's just <sighs> the best. So that's a great cast. That is a great mm -hmm. cast. And I think that's a cool question to ask authors because it gives yeah. readers who maybe haven't read the book yet just an idea, like when they do read it, like, oh, okay, I can see that, you know, it's just a kind of a fun visual question. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. So did a good job casting. You're getting A's all across the board. Very good. <laughs> all right. So next question. Um, what do you hope readers will take away from reading your book? And I wanted to kind of twist this too. Like you have younger readers, but I think adults will should enjoy this book as well because it's really good. But what do you want everyone to take away from it? That we are more similar than different. And we really need to be, I would, you know, we really need to be mindful, especially after the pandemic, um, to be mindful that people are fighting battles that you know nothing about 
please be kind, be helpful, you know, and, and also this is something my mom always tells me, remember the right thing to do is not always what you want to do. Sometimes it's the last thing you want to do, but in the end, you know, it does work out, especially if you choose correctly. Um, and so that's, that's something I try to hope that that is instilled in my reader they, that they get from Skelly Boy or those That's a, elements. I love that. That's exactly the message. It's a, it's just, it's a great message for anyone mm -hmm. to, um, but it's also, I think it's great to start teaching children at the, at any age, it's to kindness first, you know, it's just the way mm -hmm. it has to be. Cause it's, you know, like you said, you don't know what people are going through. I just always assumed, you know, I worked a lot of customer service, you know, I worked a lot of restaurants and, and things when someone's being really crazy, it's kind of like, well, I don't know what's going on in their house. Yeah. You know, maybe there, maybe someone has passed away recently. Who knows? You know, you never know what they're dealing with. And this is just their way of like throwing it out and they shouldn't be doing it. But at least I just try to cut everyone a little bit of slack because it's like, well, you know, who knows? I what think they're... the same thing too, because I, I think about, okay, this is bigger than you. This is, yeah. this, you know, this is not something you've caused. Something in their life is not working out or it is maybe just the worst thing ever. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard to take the high road. It really is. It really is. But Every time I've taken the high road, it always see, things seem just seem to work out better, even though yeah. at the time you're like, oh, I wish I could have said this or, you know, but in the end, it's kind of, no, I'm glad I kind of, you know. Yeah. The, um, the best revenge is living well and taking yeah. the high road, you keep your boots clean. You don't have to worry about cleaning your boots off when you get home. Exactly. You know, that's what my grandmother used to say. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Keep your boots clean. Stay off that muddy road. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Everything will work out. So, Miss, my musician. My musician friends. Oh yeah. What what songs are on your playlist? Your life's playlist. What three songs? Since okay. you are a musician, I need to ask you this question. Is and if it has anything to do with writing, you can let us know. You're gonna laugh. So Skelly, my Skelly Boy playlist is so eclectic. In fact, last night I was listening. I was listening to Fascination Street by The Cure. It's off of Disintegration. I I can just no. I'm picturing the opening of Skelly Boy with that song. You know, because it's dark and it's it's just, but you know, and it's just, oh my gosh, I I was the biggest Robert Smith fan ever, and I was, I said, Ben, I would, you know, I told my husband, I said, I'm in, I was so in love with him. He goes, Oh gosh, you and every other girl went to high school with. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that definitely, um, Fascination Street by The Cure. Um, there's an artist named Lorena McKenna. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She does like Celtic music. And she did a, um, she did an album, um, uh, it, it, the, uh, the title of the song is called Prologue and it's very dark Celtic music. It just has this like, so a lot of the music that I'm listening to for Skelly Boy is very dark. Um, and then also actually this one, this is, this is a sweet one. Um, REM, Losing My Religion and Everybody Hurts. Those two, yeah. They're great songs. They're just great songs. And I love R.E.M. Uh, um, and then also uh, what is on, there's a group called Dead Can Dance. They came back, they were, I remember listening to them in the late 80s. And um, there's a song called Saltarello. And it just has this very um, kind of an Italian dark Renaissance type music, you know, and I can see that playing in the background anytime Skelly's going to spooky world or there's a, or some kind of action is going on. Um, so basically, yeah, that's what's on my plate. A lot of, a lot of cure stuff. Um, Cause being a big cure fan, but also I think the cures music really embodies what Skelly Boy is. 
you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's darker stuff. There's a, there's lighter cure music, but I, I think particularly um, that album Disintegration, which came out in the late eighties, I think early nineties, really, I can't remember. Um, but I remember listening to that song, listening to that album. And I, and I listen to it constantly when I'm writing on, especially the second book. Um, so, and uh, not as much so with the first book, but definitely with the second book. So that's what's on my playlist right now. Awesome. Well, that's good. Well, yes, it's, it, I get, I'm picking up on the goth theme. Of the <laughs> yeah. music. And you have eclectic taste, as we said, but that's all sounds pretty goth and dark and, but that makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes, you're so, you're so light and bubbly. It's kind of funny that you listen to oh, such dark. Music. I know. I, I'm totally, I guess I am totally the opposite. It's like, oh, you read a really dark book, but you're so, oh, but you're such a positive person. Well, you can be a positive person. You know, I love Stephen King's personality. You know, he's, um, I follow him on Twitter. He's, he's, he's definitely one of my favorite horror writers. And, um, and I'm sorry, you know, what was it? Somebody posted on Facebook or something. They, they talked about, so name the, name the Stephen King book that ruined you as a teenager, because you knew you were too young to read it. I was like, uh, that would have been it. Pennywise, uh, you know? <laughs> but I couldn't stop reading it. And it was so good. And he's such a cool person, you know, it's just like, oh, he's not like, you know, I, I you know, he, he definitely does not fit the persona that goes in his books, you know, because gosh, I think about misery and pet cemetery and all those, they're so creepy and just, you know, and then you hear him, you know, you read his tweets and you go, oh my God, he's an awesome person, you know? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah, you definitely. It's, that's what fiction separates fiction from that. I remember sixth grade Spanish class. Somebody handed me like a really dog-eared paperback of Christine, and then my life has changed. And I just was obsessed, and I read all oh, the books. Right. Yeah. Every I just couldn't get enough of them. And my the librarian actually asked my mom, was like, "Is she is she allowed to take these out?" Because oh. I would just go like, I would sit in the library and read them all, and my mom was like, "She can read whatever she wants." So I had a weird, you know, I had like, it was my, she was very strict about some stuff, but it was like, anything you want to read and watch, you can. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to read that <laughs> now. Awesome. I'm going to read, I'm going to read Pet Cemetery and then not yeah. be able to sleep tonight. I remember yeah. I was babysitting these little kids in the neighborhood and I think I had, for some stupid reason, I decided to read The Shining while I was babysitting oh these kids. Oh my gosh, yes. And this old house, like in the middle of nowhere, I'm like, God. Like, <laughs> they, came, they, they came home from the movies and dinner. I had all the lights on in the entire house. It was the, all the lights and they're like what happened here and I'm like I got scared I'm sorry um I don't think they had me come back anyway um we're gonna do a little rapid fire quiz at the end here sure you ready you're a teacher you know you know how this pop quizzes go okay Okay. number one summer or winter summer yeah you are a southern gal yep it's summer is just I hate winter um now we'll say this here in North Carolina we didn't we don't really have winters anymore um, but in the summer, summer to me is like, you know, ice cream and, you know, just, and also, you know, being a teacher, you know, you're off for the summer and I enjoy it. And, you know, some people do workshops and summer camps. I always wrote, that's just, that was my time to write and to really just, you know, just um, rejuvenate myself because teaching is a hard job. It's a great job. Don't get me wrong, but it, it, you do need that time to rejuvenate yourself. So, oh, trust me, you you all should be getting paid millions of dollars a day just to do oh. the, the work that you do is very, is valuable and it's more valuable than any other thing that yeah. people get paid ridiculous money for. So, sure. um, not that it would be ridiculous. I'm just saying that's just, <laughs> sure. you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? All right. Number two, sweet or savory? Oh, I'm a savory person. Oh yeah. Um, you know, my mom is, you know, she's from Thailand and I, always ate spicy savory food I like my snacks to be savory I like savory pies 
Um, now my husband's the opposite. He's a sweet, he likes the sweet stuff. You know, I like sweet too, but if I'm going to choose between like an apple pie or, um, or maybe like uh, a pepperoni roll, I'm going to take the pepperoni roll. That's, you know, I'm like, that's my dessert. I'll take it. <laughs> same. I'm the same way. I'm not, I don't care about sweets that much. Mm -hmm. All right. Comedy or drama? Um, I like drama. Um, okay. as much as I love, I like comedy too, but drama to me is just, I, I just think it's a lot more fun, a, a lot more fun to watch. Um, it definitely, and especially, you know, if it's something that applies to my life or something that, it, you know, is, is of great, is something maybe I personally may have gone through. Um, and I think with drama, you can, you know, you can, you can have some elements of comedy and drama, but, um, but I think drama to me is just much more, I think it's just much, much more interesting. Absolutely. Me too. Mm -hmm. All right. Early, early bird or night owl. Okay. So I really thought about this, but, um, early bird on the weekdays and then night owl on the weekends. <laughs> Look, I'm a mix that doesn't mess you up for Monday. I would be Oh, no, Monday's terrible. Monday's the worst. Um, in fact, you can ask my seventh graders. They, My first seventh grade class, they know I'm out of it. They know it. <laughs> like we can get away with murder in here. Yeah, she's not going to know we're doing. She's she's asleep. <laughs> my son just finished seventh grade. So his teachers are, are wonderful. Um, and the last one, coffee or tea? Uh, definitely coffee. Yeah, I love tea though, but coffee to me is like I I I, I love it. I um, and I've been drinking this coffee um, by a company called Bones Coffee. They're from <laughs> they're from Sarasota, um, but they do. Normally, I don't like flavored coffees, but this is the only place that I'll order flavored coffees from. And the last one I had is called Gingerbread Man, and it's really good. You, know, you put some a little bit of creamer in it, and oh. It's just so good, but I normally like very strong dark coffees like Sumatra and and there's a great coffee in near my hometown coffee roaster there in Black Mountain, and the name is called um, they're called Black Dynamite Coffee, and they are so good. I every time I go home, I always stock up on that coffee. That's that's yeah. that. Well, you were a connoisseur because you're those are some fairly interesting flavors and things that you said, and I just think there's a. I was going to ask you one of my, one of my questions. Actually, I'm just going to ask you now. I think it's, I, in my mind, when I was working on with you on this book, I thought it was hilarious that your name is Rathbone and you're writing about a bone kid. <laughs> you drink bone, bone you drink, kid. About, drink, drink bone coffee as well. So you're, you're all about the bones. Like, the oh, yeah. <laughs> we love our, our, the Rathbones are very, they're very proud of their last name. Um, unfortunately we have a lot of rogues in our family history, um, so anyway, it, let's just say the, the last thing is very fitting of our family. It sounds like, you know, y'all should be, have your own pirate ship or something like, oh, I know, seriously, <laughs> I've dreamed about that for years, but oh, well. So what are you working on now? What tell us about what's going on? Well, I am, um, I'm finishing up writing the second book of the Skelly Boy series. It'll be, um, it'll be Skelly Boy and then, uh, the, the Demon King. And, um, and I'm excited about, it. I've had so much fun writing it, but it's really intense and it's dark and, you know, so I, I hope my readers, I mean, there's still the comedy element in it, but I think it's definitely gonna be darker than the first one. And then I'm actually working on a little side thing. Um, it's a work in progress, but it's about these little tiny humans that, um, 
that live in live in homes and this little girl who's going through a hard time she discovers this tiny human that's living in her home and um and so i've um so i started working on that and then the the third thing i'm working on this is just for me but it's it i've I've kind of called it Charlie and the kitties and it's about these three cats they are pop divas and it's their little journey together as pop divas I would definitely this would be definitely another children's book you know just um and their dynamic and their journey as they go you know go through um uh being pop divas and and um and being musicians and one of them tries to become a she she's had to take lessons to become a musician but she's getting there the other one uh she has more formal training you know so yeah it's, it's kind of that because her father's like the he's like a conductor of the local orchestra and you know? <laughs> so it's a whole cat world you know um I love and I, and I am a, definitely a cat person I love dogs too I, I love animals but I I'm very fortunate to um have Charlie as our kitty and uh, she's our indoor cat but we have we have like three outdoor cats that show up every day and you know so that kind of inspired me to write Charlie and the kitties and and what have you so th those are some things I'm definitely a children's book writer I love it I feel like it's my voice um but I definitely love the horror element you know because that's what I read you know so yeah. that's what I'm working on we're glad that you're doing that. Um, and all of that sounds so fun. And I could just imagine what it's like and your imagination is so full, you know, you you just create these worlds that are just, you just want to spend time in them. And that's what I think all uh, writers for young readers should you know really focus on making it such a fun thing. You can't wait to get back to it. And I think that's, you've accomplished that. And I'm really pleased that I um, got to be a part of it. So it's amazing. Yay, Congratulations. Thank you. Great. Well, Thank you for being on the show. You're just sure. a bundle of joy. You're just so fun to talk to. <laughs> you have a lot of energy and I'm glad you're channeling it into creative things because it seems like you could just go on forever writing these books and it's amazing. Well, thank you so much. And I tell you, I'm so happy to be part of, of Level Best Elevate. I am so happy you're my editor. You're wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, and I, I, I can't believe I'm in the same, I'm, I'm with the same uh, people in with the publishing company. I look at Gabriel Val. How, how do you pronounce it? Val, is it Valjean? Oh my gosh, he's like amazing. And and um, I, I'm getting ready to read Erica Miner's book Aria for Murder, and I love her Facebook posts. And and it's so cool. It's, all these musicians are on level best, and I'm like, oh, this is my home. <laughs> it's just so nice. So oh, we've 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 attracted a, an eclectic group using your word yes. we've attracted an eclectic group of talent and it's really fun to individually get to know each of you too you know through all these different things we're doing so it's it's just well thank you for saying those kind things that you are a very kind person thank yeah. you for saying that it's nice so we're very happy with how we're doing so it's good fingers yeah. crossed it keeps going as, as good as it has been yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right my dear have a good rest of your day thanks for being on the show and we'll thank bring you, you back next time next year when you have another book and we'll yeah carry on so have a great day and keep writing all right thank you